What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of What the L. I'm your host, L. Kramer, and today I am with a very, 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 very special guest, Boost. <laughs> hey, Boost. <laughs> hey, Boost. <laughs> so excited to be here. I'm so excited for you to it's be been here. It's a long time coming. Yeah, we did actually try to record this episode a few days ago. And I ended up violently <laughs> throwing up in the middle of it. So we're trying again. We're going to do a second rerun of this. We were supposed to be talking about just like Valentine's Day and being single on Valentine's Day. But since Valentine's Day has kind of passed and made its mark, we feel like... It's old news. Yeah, that's old news. It would be more impactful to make an episode about just like what dating in 2024 is like because that has its whole ordeal talk about that for a while yeah we could but before i get too ahead of myself allow me to introduce you to my best friend boost and the (laughs) reason that she's called boost her name's actually cameron but we call her i call her boost and she calls me boost can be used interchangeably do you well i think (laughs) people never understand whenever we try to tell them this they're like what okay but basically it's really not that deep it's just one day we were texting each other and we used to address each other as bestie and I would send one text that said bestie and then finish my thought but one day it just kind of auto-corrected to boosty and <laughs> I don't know why it did that but it just kind of stuck from there on out and then we came up with some different versions of the word I guess like boost and boost this and yeah boosty boost, like all like kinds <laughs> of things it's been yeah a very interesting just roll with it. yeah we definitely just go with it and so without further ado actually should we recap i guess i should give you all some life updates i'm kind of sick right now so if i sound like i'm dying it's because i kind of am but it's okay we're still okay. here and we still ball i got a booster shot this morning <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> And, you know, I don't have COVID or the flu or strep. So, and all three of those were going around. So I'm glad that Mardi Gras did not get me. I thought I almost had like the frat flu or something. That was really bad. But I was in um, New Orleans for Mardi Gras for five days. Tulane Mardi Gras. It was crazy. It was like a Cajun Coachella. And yeah, so I'm still recovering, feeling a little bit under the weather. But alas, here we are. And so (laughs) I guess with like the first like topic of this, I just kind of want to get into like the digital aspect of dating in 2024, because I feel like that in itself plays a huge impact on what dating is like and like going through like the dating app experiences (laughs) and the the quick ads. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So I don't know. I kind of just want to touch upon those things. Do you have any? You have any experience on no you the only I feel like the only dating experience you have no the only online dating app experience you have is whenever you were bored and like I was doing it and you're like okay right. well I need something to do so then you would download it right right well so I actually never downloaded um, a dating app necessarily like I never got on Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or things like that <laughs> um, I just. It was tempting. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, when I was bored, I was like, "What else? Yeah. <laughs> what else am I gonna do right now?" And then I would see you on it, and I was like, "That looks kind of fun." <laughs> like, what other easy way is there to kind of meet people? I guess I don't know. I just I never really fell into it, except like a different kind of version of that, the Snapchat. <laughs> 
the Snapchat quick ads. That's like a whole different realm in itself, I feel like, because not only can you not really see the person's profile whenever they add you or you add them, unless they have like a set one. Like a public profile. Yeah. Um, That's kind of scary to be honest <laughs> the amount of like they send you that, that w-y-l-l <laughs> that what you they hit you with that what you look like immediately right and like, you're like oh my god i can't age do this hometown w-y-l-l and oh i'm like god. oh gosh okay like what happened to hey hello How yeah what happened to all three <laughs> of those but i didn't start really giving any attention to that until it started happening. There was one, I think it was maybe a year ago, we were sitting in my bed and you were just, I was like, how do you have that many people on Snapchat? Like, how do you know that many boys? I do not anymore. Yeah. I did a cleansing. You said it was quick ad and I had never <laughs> even thought <laughs> to go look at my little most quick people ad list. Don't. Like most, yeah. most sane people don't do this, but for some reason I was like, okay, this could be like a, this is like a Russian roulette almost. <laughs> what it literally is because like from oh, quick sure. ad you have Never like you can see get. some things like oh gosh oh my gosh yeah so then whenever you had kind of introduced me to that I started like serial quick adding and I was just like you know what maybe one of these is from around here maybe one of them's actually good like if I'm not gonna get a dating app I guess this is the next best thing yeah but um yeah once I started doing that it's like the algorithm kind of caught on I don't know how you would describe it but I started getting like people adding me first like it wasn't me just going through and quick adding people it turned into other people adding me via quick ad because snapchat tells you how they add you and i'll just like i'll just go here and there and add a few get the same three-step process what's your age what school do you go to <laughs> are you in school what do you look like and that's usually about the extent of it unless they're from around here then sometimes you can kind of be like oh well what are you doing this weekend like maybe we could see each other <laughs> i yeah, don't know it really just depends but like if you're in the same state at least yeah i'll i'll sometimes get some dude from like freaking new jersey or like toronto no literally <laughs> like why are all of them like none of them are from louisiana yeah but i it's a dangerous game and it's a good game to not ever start yeah no i definitely <laughs> looking back <laughs> um don't i would not i was not really missing out on anything no i don't i zero out of ten recommend actually (laughs) nothing really permanent or good has come from it i guess it's fun when you're bored but it's about the extent of it yeah i think it's better to just meet someone organically organically. (laughs) and but you know that's also kind of my fault because at the time i was just like expecting my future husband to just like walk onto my doorstep you know and i was not really putting myself out there not only was I not putting myself out there and like letting myself be seen in a place where like I could maybe meet somebody but I wasn't letting myself be approachable either and like I never really thought about it you know like every time I go somewhere like I'll have headphones in like I just I feel like I always look like I'm just so focused on something and like I wouldn't want to approach me either probably you know yeah especially like whenever you're in your hometown and you just like don't feel like going to the same bars and all that stuff so you just like stay at home on the weekends so you're like how am I supposed to find my future husband in this situation like he's not gonna just spawn (laughs) automatically at my door but sometimes you can dream about that and something else about dating in our generation that kind of just like should be discussed is like the all of the different like variations of date like I feel like you know how there's different like 
variations of religion like there's like buddhism judaism uh, hindu hindu hinduism Hinduism. like christianity all of that i feel like in the same sense there's like so many different things for dating like there's the talking stage there's situationships there's hookups there's friends with benefits there's being an actual relationship (laughs) like there's emotionally unavailable like there's so many different things and i feel like it's so hard because so many people nowadays are just not straight up about what they want. No, not at all. And, like, you can – sometimes I feel like even if they're not deliberately trying to, like, just tell you what you want to hear or lie to your face, they still don't fully – like, they might just have an idea in their head of what they think they want, but that's not actually it. And then you both kind of get screwed in the end. Yeah, I feel like there's just, like, a surplus of single people right now because everyone's kind of just fed up with this whole sassy man apocalypse that <laughs> <laughs> right now which is basically if you've never heard of that phrase it's basically about how like you know as a girl you were told I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase I don't chase I attract basically that's saying like what you put out is what will be given back to you like don't go chase a guy let him come to you kind of thing and now guys are starting to use that and run with it in a whole different direction that they feel like they are the ones who should be pursued now. And I'm like, that's not how this works. <laughs> right. That's why there's a surplus of singles. Yeah. <laughs> because girls are like, oh my gosh, he thinks he, he wants me to call him princess now. Like, is that <laughs> what's happening? Like literally. Ew. But I mean, in a sense, I do believe that guys should definitely like be, they deserve better mm-hmm. from what they're getting from women as well. Like, it, I don't think it's yeah. just like a, a like the men suck kind of thing I think it's women suck too like I think everyone is just like playing games and not being as honest as we can be I think it definitely goes both ways like you said like there's I still I mean like as a woman I want to be pursued and like I want to know that like what I'm putting my time and energy and effort towards is being reciprocated the same way you know but there's also don't get me wrong like I also know people who like girls who just they kind of like take and take and take but they don't necessarily give back in that same way and you know I feel like relationships it's 50 50 like as it should be you know exactly sometimes I feel like my biggest ache that I feel like within myself is whenever I start fantasizing over a man that literally hasn't even taken me on a date yet oh my gosh yeah this whole thing of (laughs) don't worry I do that too sometimes but I've also had people do that to me and it creates just this unnecessary pressure on the situation chip if you want to call it I think it's just it's really toxic to yourself to think that you can just place these expectations on a person and expect them to live up to it because more than not like more times than not they're not going to like it's very hard to not think that way but I feel like it's a very important thing to learn and to just let people show you who they are and when they show you who they are believe them the first time you know and just not everybody is gonna like is gonna match your personality probably the way that you're hoping and that's okay and I feel like a hard pill to swallow sometimes is just setting a boundary there and kind of realizing like they're not a bad person but this would not go very far if we got into a relationship like one of us is gonna hurt the other like it's just not it's gonna turn into something unhealthy Yeah, and I feel like another thing, like, going off of what you're saying is, like, being self-aware and knowing when it is unhealthy and, like, when it is time to cut the line or, like, cut ties because I feel like 
a big thing that a lot of people are missing right now is self-awareness because like they're staying in situationships or relationships that aren't serving them anymore like you shouldn't be only receiving love and affection on valentine's day like that's really sad and that makes me really sad because a lot of these guys and girls on valentine's day who are in relationships still be snapchatting other people like the story like oh i <laughs> i feel like i've seen so many people on valentine's day who have been acting single all year post up in a three-year relationship and i'm like whoa i cannot tell you how many like i literally sat you were with me we sat in the car for like a good 30 minutes and i just removed so many boys that had snapchatted me and this is like within the last couple weeks couple months some i had been honestly talking to since last summer okay like I was not aware that they were all in these actual relationships. Yeah, okay. Literally. They don't post their girl. They don't say anything about it. Yeah. So like, and how then, are you supposed to know about them? How am I supposed to know? And then on Valentine's Day, they post up with all of them. So remove immediately. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, what like was the point of that? Literally, if you did not get posted on Valentine's Day, like you are literally in shackles right now. Like you are in a police car with your hands tied <laughs> behind your back because you are in trouble and it is time for you to run because that person is doing you a disservice and trying to hide you because they don't want anyone else to know that they are in a relationship so they can remain acting single. So therefore leave them, (laughs) please don't do, don't do the whole, Oh, I don't know. Like he's just filling my time. You can't change him. babe. No, you can't change him. You can't fix him. That's okay. It's out of your control. It's better to be alone than be with somebody who sucks. (laughs) Like literally, (laughs) like, Oh, my god or just or just at least doesn't make you feel like the center of attention you know when like i don't know i didn't know like whenever people like boys that i had streaks with too and like we it was like a regular thing you know we kind of talked at least once a week or almost every day like there were some like that too and they posted up with a whole girlfriend of like maybe a year even so i'm like hold up hold up y'all were together whenever you added me and we started to, like what yeah like how did you hide her that well <laughs> like what that is honestly impressive but also like another thing that i feel like is lacking is the fact that what else was i gonna say like no it wasn't well like i feel like something we tried to touch on like when we were talking on valentine's day was like there's this there's this concept when you meet somebody or start talking to somebody it's like the three-month rule kind of where you know the honeymoon stage is the honeymoon stage for a reason because everybody can put their best foot forward when you first meet them I mean it's really not hard to do that in the very beginning of a relationship I feel like or a situationship because we've experienced both (laughs) it goes both ways (laughs) but during that first initial stage it's not that hard to really keep up the facade I feel like and to pretend that everything's going to be fine because you're not thinking about the hard conversations that you should have in the future you're not thinking about where you're going to be in the future like if you know things that you think about whenever you're trying to get serious with somebody and once you get about three months into it is whenever the walls start to kind of get broken down you see someone for who they really are which doesn't mean that they're bad in any way and doesn't mean that they can't give you their best it's just what they can give you might not be good for you in like the trajectory that your life has gone you know kind of like just the path that you're on it just may not always work out the way you were hoping which is kind of hard to accept I feel like it's like a hard pill to swallow because in that three months you can also create such a strong bond and you can subconsciously create this expectation of somebody else 
and then it makes it that much harder when you realize it's probably not going to work out the way you want it to. Yeah. You know, it's like you kind of set yourself up for disappointment in a way. Especially when for all my anxiously attached girlies and boys out there calling myself out on this one. So like, say, for example, you're talking to somebody and you've been waiting for them to like text you and your day kind of revolves around them texting you or not. That is an anxiously attached individual. And that is something I want to learn more about because that there is ways to break that. And there are ways to heal from that and become like a securely attached individual. And I'm researching more about that but I don't feel educated enough to make a whole episode about how to fix that because I'm still trying to but like my biggest thing is literally like I turned off my notifications so I don't even see it and like I respond when I respond yeah. and I feel like that should also be something that you just let like you just kind of uh, going back to the three-month rule I feel like you it is best in the three-month rule to stay friends with that person so that you can evaluate them and see what they're like in certain situations before you get into a relationship with them like if I'm getting into a relationship with somebody I want to know what they're like when they're hangry I want to know what they're (laughs) like when when like they go to a restaurant like how do they treat the servers I want to know how they talk to their mom I want to know if they have siblings like there's certain things that like you want to see and observe so you can be like okay would this person be a good fit for my life like would they make a good husband or wife or would they make like a good partner in the future like I don't know maybe you're not even looking to be married or whatever but like at that point like why why are you wasting other people's time then (laughs) no absolutely I agree I feel like also something to look for kind of what you were saying because we keep bringing up three month thing it's just such a crucial time period I feel like I'm a huge supporter and like be friends before you start dating you know 100%. any situationship or relationship I've ever experienced <coughs> if it was Dying. like had hope of going somewhere past that it was always because we were friends first you know and it's easier whenever you kind of establish that friendship first because if you're going to be with someone you want to make sure you actually like them right like you want to be able to be friends with them and like I've always said, like, when I get married, like, I want to be marrying my best friend. A hundred percent. Like, the boy version of you. Yeah. Like, (laughs) this is what I'm looking for. But I think something else to look for, too, in that earlier stage of talking or dating or whatever is love bombing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because that is also hard to pick up on at first because it can be disguised in some ways, I feel like. And then... As compliments. Right. Well, yes. that Or as manipulation tactics and, and gaslighting. As manipulation and gaslighting, which is how I've experienced it in the past. And it's kind of hard to differentiate, like, the compliments and, like, what they're trying to be sincere about from what they're trying to manipulate. Yeah. About... You know what I mean? How they're trying to manipulate the situation, manipulate you to feel a certain way, to perceive them a certain way. Right. And I feel like also with that, it's important, like, if somebody ever asks you, like, what you look for, like, on a first date or something, don't tell them what you want. Like, don't tell them what you're looking for in a partner because that will literally allow them to be a chameleon and turn into those qualities that you're looking for and they can literally grab you like that and like get you hook you and then like in three months later they're gonna be like oops just kidding I'm a narcissist I'm all this stuff I'm crazy right and now you're stuck with me because you're attached to me and yeah you're too far in right like you had this false reality of them and then it just like I said like the three months happens or whatever time frame around that it just happens and they're 
their walls start to come down and you start to notice things, hopefully, unless, I mean, it's unfortunate, but some situations, I mean, you could be manipulated so much, you don't even really see it or you can't really get out of it for longer than three months, you know? Yeah. Um, Sometimes I feel like I literally have been in situations where I'm like, do I literally even like this person? Like, do I actually like this person or do I just (laughs) like the attention that they're giving me? Yes. That's a huge thing too. Is like the attention is nice sometimes, especially if you're bored. Look, especially as like a single person. And like, there's nothing wrong with being single. There's nothing wrong with being in a relationship. There's nothing wrong with talking to a thousand people. As long as like you don't, you know, hurt everyone that you're talking to but I mean it's just like it comes with common decency like mutual respect and I think that's where we're lacking not we but like our generation dating yeah as a in 2024 yeah I feel like there are some unrealistic (laughs) unrealistic expectations that get placed on situations let's say for example where you haven't met yet so let's say it's a tinder date or you know quick ad whatever find out y'all are near the same area y'all try to plan to go on a date whatever let's just say like the week before the date maybe like leading up to it y'all are fine like y'all are talking like normal and then you get to the date and it's almost not the person you think you've been talking to like has it ever happened to you oh yeah like you get to the date and you're kind of just like either talking to a brick wall or talking to someone who obviously has just been telling you things you want to hear or has just been putting up a front. I mean, because it's easy to put up a front behind a screen, obviously. Yeah, I feel like I've been on dates where I'm literally carrying the conversation on my back. Like one time (laughs) I was on this date and like for starters, this man, like instantly right whenever there's certain things that you need to be doing as a man, like right when you're picking up a girl because if you don't do these things like you're gonna instantly be like in your in my head there's like a list of things that if you do wrong I'm never speaking to you again you You will be blocked yeah so like if first of all if you don't come to my door like strike number one standards people if you don't open my door strike number two um and let's talk about strike number three which is paying and I know this is a stingy like taboo topic but the truth is if you ask somebody on a date, no matter the gender, if you, if I ask a guy on a date, I should pay for him. But if a man asks me on a date, he should pay for me. And he shouldn't be like, oh, let's split 50-50 because, like, I need to see if you would be a good partner first. Like, no, you literally asked me on a date, sir. Like, I, if you want me to pay, I will pay for myself. But just know that we will never speak again because this was not a date. This was going to dinner with a friend. Let's get into situationships. My least uh. favorite part of dating in 2024. I was in a situationship my um, sophomore year of college where I was like talking to this guy and he just had gotten out of something and he was not ready for a relationship, but he still came on to me even though he said he wasn't ready. And of course, I really liked him and I started having feelings for him and we were like hanging out every single day and doing the boyfriend and girlfriend activities like he would come over to my house and like eat dinner with my family which is like literally the weirdest thing like looking back like what you're not we're not dating like you should not be doing that it's don't do that um so it just makes it really confusing for both parties because you're like what is this and how do you know when to like cut ties on that how do you know when to get out of that I feel like situationships are 
the messiest of all the <laughs> ships because I mean, <laughs> personally, I've had more situationships than actual relationships, just honestly due to the messy nature of them. I don't think they're always a bad thing, but I think that if you don't know, like you said, like when to properly cut ties or move forward, then you're just stuck in this endless loop of you're both unsure and you're kind of wasting each other's time, whether you mean to or not. Yeah. Like honestly waiting for a better option. It feels like, yeah, it's like you get strung along kind of, or maybe you're the person stringing them along, you know, like it goes both ways. And I feel like it's hard to kind of stay in situations like that. Um, Sorry, not hard. It's not hard to stay in a situation like that because it's comfortable for the time being. And then, I mean, one day you're either going to cut ties with that person because somebody else came along or maybe y'all will progress forward or maybe you'll bring up the conversation of putting a label on the relationship. Right. But then you just come to find out they don't feel the same way, you know. And that's when I think something that should be done is like cutting people off if you're in that situation or like even and instances like I feel like I've been ghosted in situationships before and like that shit sucks yes and I feel like ghosting I mean I've I've ghosted people before well I've been on both ends I think there's a difference between ghosting somebody that you don't owe anything to and ghosting someone you've been talking to for like a good couple weeks that's so true because I, I feel like I always come to you about that I'm like oh my gosh like I don't know if I owe this person an explanation as to why we're I'm ending things with them because I always feel super bad about ending things with people because like I love people so hard and I know what it's like to get overly invested into someone so I don't like to make people feel bad in any type of way yeah well and as someone who loves hard too it's easy to start to kind of overcompensate whenever you're trying to give an explanation I feel like and then it's not like it's kind of I feel like just goes in one ear and out the other of whoever you're trying to deliver the message to and it yeah. just wastes your energy more than anything whenever in reality, I mean, it's y'all may have been talking for like three weeks, haven't met, like there's no, there's no real obligation for either of you to give the other anything in the relationship. If you have the feeling that this is just not going to go any further, cut it off. Like, why are we wasting time? You know, and it doesn't have to always be like a immediate ghosting of like, oh my God, like they blocked me, like they disappeared literally, you know, and it doesn't have to be a situation where you're rude about it or that leaves any animosity at all. It can just be as simple as having a mature adult conversation being like, Hey, I just need to let you know how I'm feeling. I don't think I can move any further with this relationship. It was good talking to you, but I need to move on. Yeah. You know, and And like wipe your hand, like wipe your hands and move on. Yeah. And I feel like a common mistake a lot of people make is like taking that so personally and they, they take it as like a character um yeah they take it as like so personally and they think that it's an attack on who they are as a person when in reality it's usually like the other person has their own stuff going on or they just are not in a place to be in a relationship and that's not on you right and I'll be honest I've been on both sides of it so like I have been on the side where I will get ghosted like and take it so personally and I will take it personally between knowing them for five hours and five weeks like the time range it doesn't really matter you know I will take it so to heart and just be like well like what was wrong with me like what what could I have done better right and then one day roles got reversed and I truly just I was in a place where I couldn't focus on anyone else but myself which is also not a bad thing like being able to live your life with yourself at the center I think is a blessing (laughs) and 
I just knew that no matter how great this guy was, I mean, if it was meant to be, then we'll meet again some other time. But at the time, I just simply didn't have anything left in me to devote to that. Like, I was putting all my <coughs> eggs in my own baskets, and I was doing things for myself and my future, you know, just kind of doing my own thing. And I just wasn't fully convinced that that was the person that was that had been sent to come along and sweep you off your feet right and just like match my path perfectly because like I'm not against it it's just like when I have my own thing going on and I'm really focused on it if you can come into my life and keep up and like we can match really well then that's great but if not I'm I'm gonna make sure that neither of our time gets wasted yeah and I feel like people are so closed off to the idea of being single because they're scared to be alone but in reality being single is so cool like being single on valentine's day is such a flex because like you don't have to worry (laughs) i mean i was violently throwing up on valentine's day so like i would give my valentine's day experience like a two out of Mm ten just because there was a nice man who told me and cameron that we looked really beautiful and that was really sweet that was sweet but the rest of that day i felt like garbage (laughs) but i mean besides that that was like you don't have to worry about like a good morning text or you don't have to like this is especially as somebody in your 20s like I feel like it's relationships are so romanticized right now and like we're not talking about the real parts of a relationship where it's commitment it's hard it's like it's not just a choice it's well no it's not just a feeling it's a choice like you have to commit to being with that person instead of just being like okay I love this person because some days like you have to choose to love a person instead of just saying I love that person because you have to recommit to somebody every single day right it's definitely a choice and I feel like being able to navigate I mean we're only 21 we've only been in our 20s I'm 22 but she's 20 yeah same same thing thing. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like being able to like start your 20s and kind of live your early 20s focusing on only yourself is really just going to set you up better in the future you know like for like whenever you do decide to get into a relationship or you start dating later on you just kind of you're you can be so sure of yourself that no matter who comes into or out of your life in the future is not gonna break the foundation that you have you know yeah and I also feel like going off that like it's so important to have that good foundation and like we are so blessed to be single in our early 20s because like I know that for a fact it has allowed me to become so much pickier and that has opened me up to a new uh like world of men that actually want and have good intentions for me and like I think whenever you start setting your standards higher, you are able to unlock that because if I'm still settling for like Jake, the frat boy who (laughs) literally does whippets on the Mardi Gras streets, like literally, no, that's, that's me settling for something that's less than what I deserve. And by saying no and like taking that and allowing myself to just be alone, it, allows you to get first of all more confidence and respect for yourself because you're like no I'm not gonna go with this freaking gremlin (laughs) of a man like no of a boy like I'm not gonna be with this guy who literally like is crazy no I'm not doing that and once you start having like that self-respect I feel like that instantly attracts like way more people because they people are attracted to things that are hard to get absolutely that's just the nature it is and I think that 
since we're also at such a vulnerable age, really, like this is the part of life. Like, I feel like you do the most growing and hurting and falling down and getting back up and trying again and doing new things and moving and, you know, just exploring life to the fullest, you know, it's very much crucial now to be able to establish your own identity and your own standards and what you want and be able to stay true to that for the rest of your life, you know, because then you can kind of ensure your own happiness in a way. Yeah. And I also feel like it's really detrimental to make sure that the person that you are going after is on the same like wavelength as you like do they think the same things as you do they want the same things in life as you and I'd be on the first dates asking all kinds of questions like that like I'm that type of girl like on a date where I'm getting all of the stuff that I need to know immediately out of the way because I'm not gonna go on a second date with you if there's things that won't work (laughs) right and they don't necessarily have to be huge red flags either it can just be things that you know you're not going to see eye to eye on like I'm not going to compromise on right like you don't want to compromise on and there's nothing wrong with that like we have our own things that we are not going to compromise as I'm sure the other person does too and if you can't meet in the middle that's okay you just move on that means they're not the one you know yeah and I just feel like overall I think being single is so looked down upon and has such like this bad stigma but once you finally get comfortable with who you are as a person and like spending time by yourself you kind of don't even want to get into a relationship because you see all of the trash that people are putting up with and you're like oh my gosh I don't I don't even think I can like I don't even think I could think about being in a relationship like because sometimes I really want to be in a relationship. As I've said, I'm the type of girl who is built for relationship, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I need to be in one. Yeah. And I feel like one of the biggest things I've learned, honestly, since starting college, like since meeting you too, and something that you and Elizabeth have both taught me the most is that if you are not fully sure of yourself like how are you going to be sure of yourself when you get into a relationship and try to share yourself with somebody else oh my gosh yes because that can turn into a whole like identity crisis like that can just turn into a whirlwind of bad things and it's a shame because then when that inevitably ends and someone gets hurt it's like you got to do all the rebuilding you know yeah and I've literally been in situations at a point there's a point when I didn't love myself and in those situations when a guy would like me I would literally be like repulsed at the fact that he liked me because I was like how does this man like me like what is wrong with you like you're disgusting for that because if you don't love yourself and you don't see yourself as somebody who deserves love and like somebody who deserves respect then how are you gonna how are you going to think that you deserve it from them you're not going to fully allow yourself to be open to that idea and I feel like so many people are so closed off to the idea of love now because they've been hurt so many times and wrong so many times but I just want to spread that message that just because you've been hurt does not mean that you should give up on that idea of love it means you should just guard your heart a little bit more maybe be a little bit more protective of protective and picky yeah protective and picky and selective about who you talk to who you date because I mean at the end of the day you're just closing yourself off to one step closer to finding your soulmate honestly and I think you still deserve love you still deserve you still have that magic in you and just because someone somebody can't recognize it at that time in your life is not a reflection on you it's a reflection 
on them and the situation. It, it's literally like, don't make the things that people don't, whenever people break up with you, like, don't take that so personally. I know that's so much easier said than done. Cause like, I've definitely right, like break up girls suck. who haven't had a boyfriend in like three years. Yeah. Like I've been, hello. <laughs> hello. I'm like, what is that? When the AA, like, hi, I'm, hi, I'm L and I'm single. Hi, I'm L and I'm single. <laughs> like literally that's what it feels like. But I mean, honestly, at this point you can learn just as much by observing as you can doing I feel oh my like. gosh so yeah like I literally feel like, yeah I feel I've like seen so many like valid. I've seen so many things and instances and people that I'm like okay I don't want that because I see that happening to my friend over there therefore right. I'm going to eliminate that type of guy out of my roster like no n- save yourself a little right <laughs> yeah but I mean I think just with like having the long distance relationships like what, what, what do you think about that I think that, um, I feel like it's so stereotyped, but I really do truly believe that some people are built for it and some people are not. It's hard to tell which one you are, but I don't think I'm built for them. I don't, I have see, to be I really in love with something. I don't know. Actually, I've never been in one. That's why I feel like I can't say if I am or not, because I've never felt that like deep, deep unwavering type of love with a man before that just made me think that we're going to conquer the world no matter like what distance is between us. And I want that, you know, like that's the end goal. And like, if that ever has to happen, cool. Like I know we'll get through it, but like, I've just not felt that yet. So I personally can't speak on that. I feel like from what I've heard from friends that long distance is definitely harder than it looks, you know? Um, and people are like, Oh, like if you just make time to communicate every day, like it's fine, but that's obviously easier said than done. I mean, how many times this week specifically have you and I tried to (laughs) record this episode or talk about something (laughs) like things come up, you know, life happens. And especially if you're hundreds of miles apart or God forbid in a different time zone, like I can't imagine how difficult that must be on top of the life that you're already trying to build while you're probably in two different places of the country is because you're probably both doing something you know, for work and it's important you know like there's a reason nobody's just like i love you let's like there's one no, live in there's california re- yeah. and one live in north carolina yeah like, y'all what? both didn't like end your lives just to, like go you didn't follow somebody right. and that's like important too and something that literally gives me so much anxiety about thinking about long distance relationships is like the possibility of them cheating on me or the possibility of me becoming like the couch girl or couch boy. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, it's a thing on TikTok. It was like a video on TikTok where this girl went to go visit her boyfriend at college and they were long distance and he had like a whole other girl in his room. Wait, no, no, no. Yeah, well, I, it's something like that. It was supposed to be like a surprise and then she I don't she think he had a in. girl in his room. I think he just gave her the worst react, like the worst hug possible. Like it was literally like he was like hiding a girl or something. Yeah, like he didn't even hug her. It was just like a really not fun hug. Like it was just very bland and I don't know. I would just be so scared of like being in a relationship with somebody and they're like possibly hiding a whole other person from me. Like that sounds scary because I've seen too many horror stories of like long distance relationships, especially when they're like so easily cheating on you and then you catch them and like they have like a whole other kid (laughs) oh god (laughs) yeah i think the biggest takeaway for dating in 2024 is to just like go with the flow be flexible don't take everything so personally if something doesn't work out just know that there's something better out there for you so aggravating to hear that but it's so true it is what is i 
I sound like a broken record saying this too, but it's something my mom always told me too. She was like, what's really meant for you and what's in your life's plan from God is never actually going to pass you by. So don't worry about it. Yeah. And it's like so much easier said than done with somebody who has like chronic anxiety. Right. But I mean, (laughs) you can just remind yourself that as much as you can. And hopefully at some point it'll stick. But I think the second biggest takeaway from this is have higher standards for yourself. Like don't be in something that doesn't serve you just because it's fun and you're bored. I mean, there's a difference between having like a fling or something and being bored, but like being in a whole relationship with somebody that you're not even interested in is actually terrible. Right. Or being with somebody who they may be great, honestly, all green flags, they're giving you everything they can. But if there's still something missing or it's not quite what you've envisioned for yourself or like the standards that you have, that doesn't mean that they're not doing their best for you. It just means that their best can't meet yours. And that's okay too. And that's also a point when you kind of have to think of cutting the cord because, I mean, that's only going to grow resentment. Yeah. And like the third most important thing is being self-aware and basically what she just said. In other words, knowing when to leave a situation, knowing when to bow out gracefully or starting something up that could be really good for you like just because they don't seem like the one that you would normally go for doesn't necessarily mean it's always the worst idea like sometimes the weirdest like outliers are the (laughs) ones that are the best like make the best boyfriends or girlfriends like honestly but anything you'll learn something new about yourself yeah but we have a lot of homework and we're slammed with school so we really need to get back to that but thanks you guys for listening Thank you, Cameron, for coming on. You're welcome, Boost. Like, subscribe, comment, and leave some more suggestions on what to do for these episodes. If you like me having guests on the episodes, let me know if you want to have a solo episode with just me and you. Feel free to let me know. But with that, stay savage, stay sexy, and stay tuned for another episode of What the L every Friday.